This week on The Reverse Stick, we review the last 119 episodes by talking about the same old crap we've been <laughs> saying for the last two and a half years. Welcome to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. It is, in fact, John Lee speaking to you. It's a whole, a whole John Lee this week. Yes, and uh, with us, as um, usual. Yeah, seventy-five percent Matt Allen. Seventy-five percent. Well, I do know this. <laughs> you are sporting a brand new nose worm there. <laughs> it's very Clark Gableish, I've got to say. I, I, um, I went to a murder mystery dinner last night. I was told it was nineteen twenties theme, John. The, uh, the maitre d. The, the, the crime writer who hosted the event uh, says, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our event this evening. Let me take you back to 1939. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Honestly, it took me hours. I went from the full beard. It was a big old beard. As you mentioned last week in the show, you were very impressed by it. Yes. To about an hour's worth of painstaking grooming uh, to get it this pencil thin uh, it's got, I've only, <laughs> I've, I've only kept it on tonight, um, for your amusement, and then when I get home, it's coming it's, off. It's definitely amusing. I've, we were actually chatting beforehand, and you were talking to me quite earnestly, and halfway through whatever you're saying, I just cracked up because, um, yeah. It's not quite right. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> Shall we, uh, oh, I, do you know what I do give a damn about though, John? What? Hockey. I give a damn about hockey, and we're here. Good. We're so here. To, we're here to. De- is my mic on? Yeah, we're yeah. here to deliver the uh, episode one twenty of the Global Hockey Podcast. Now, we often there's a lot of back references and quite a lot of meta stuff that goes on with the show, but we, well, we can't forget, John. There might, Don't put there, us up there, there in some sort of. <laughs> there, might be, there might be some people joining us today listening to this show for the very first time. Yes. So, welcome to, to you joining us uh, to the Global Hockey Podcast. And, of course, welcome to all of our regular listeners. Thanks for tuning in, downloading. If you are on iTunes and all that business, like, subscribe, review. We appreciate that. Anyway, on with the show. Well, before we get on with this show, I do have a, a public announcement to make. Okay. And um, last weekend we had our uh, over 50s GV2 Get together. Best, oh, yes, yeah, best yeah, yeah. and fairest, call it. Yeah. Uh, lovely day for it. It was about 38 degrees or something. Yeah. Uh, but in a beautiful, lovely shaded garden at uh, Meerkat's place uh-huh. uh, with some lovely waiting staff to provide us with drinks and, and food. And it was a lovely afternoon. And um, it was during that, that afternoon we crowned our fig jam for the, the tournament, our fairest and best. Finally, I got... Uh, no. Jesus. No, nothing. A... No, nothing. If you know what fig jam means, you know what it means. If you don't, you can fig jam. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Beautiful, anyway, on, beautiful um, on a bit of toast. And part of the deal with uh, being the fig jam for the tournament is having to wear the, the fig jam banner mm-hmm. and also appearing on the reverse stick. The Global Hockey Podcast. Ah, so th- this is something you offered up as a, as a prize. Well, I didn't offer it. It, oh, was, right, okay. it was more... It just came up. All right. Okay. Well, you've well, got to go on JC's podcast well, most, then. Most welcome, JC Siegel. Yeah. Now, yeah. didn't work out this week. I have I have made uh, contact with Fig Jam, 
And uh, we're hoping to get... Is it just Fig Jam or The Fig Jam? Well, it's The Fig Jam, Fig Jam. We know who we're talking about. Okay. Because yeah. it would yeah, be Tufik, Tufik Jam. Yeah, no, just, work, just, just Norwegian. Jam. Yeah. So um, we have, well, I have made contact with Fig Jam and we're hoping next week. Now, I just want to put it out there because I know the lads might be listening. We've, we've got some listeners there. Um, and that uh, he seems somewhat reticent with the idea. And mm-hmm. uh, I put it to him, you know, we, you could come on, we could just talk to you on the phone for 10 or 15 minutes, but it'd be far better if you came down and sat in the studio with us for an hour and oh, did the whole show. And look, to be fair, I can't smell the rat. No, it's gone. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good on, up. Good on the ants and the cockroaches, that's yeah, what I thank say. thank you very much. So I put it out there to the lads that, um, you know, he's a bit reticent about it. Uh-huh. I would mo- really... Mo- modest fella? Mod- very modest. Uh-huh. Uh, he... I think he'd be perfectly suited to sitting at the end of the table here and take, talking take, about hockey. Taking he the, the heckler spot. Heckler yeah. spot, yeah. Uh, he may, I'd, I'd settle for 15 minutes on the phone. Okay. And I, I think the team, though, should decide whether he has to go the whole hog or whether he sits here and right. does well, it on the phone. All right. We look forward um, to that, that, vote, course, that vote on the WhatsApp group. I, I, would look, I would also like to add, if, if Fig Jam doesn't want to come forward necessarily and is feeling a bit funny about it, we can always Mrs. get... Mrs. Big Jam. No, we can oh. always get McGuckin to come on here and talk about him for an hour. <laughs> so that, that's always an option, Fig Jam. Let's see how things go in the future. Just uh, before we move on, of course, we've got to remember we're, we're here in front of a live studio audience. Uh, oh, that's here, right. Here in the show tonight. Thank you, so, um, yeah, um, thanks, thanks, everybody, for, for coming to join us here in the shed. Uh, should we get on? Well, I was, we going to start? I was I was asked a question a couple of weeks ago. That's all uh once the Olympic qualifiers are out of the way, John, it's all gonna get a bit boring, isn't it? There's no oh, hockey no hockey being moment. played and nothing happening whatsoever. Well we have had hockey one going on. Well, the Sultana Brand Hockey One grand finals have taken place today at the State Hockey Netball Centre in Melbourne, Victoria. Uh we missed the preview of the uh, sorry yeah, we missed the results from the semi-finals, because we're out a little bit later this week than we normally are. That's my fault, and it's also hot, so uh, we're, <laughs> we're even later than we, we probably should be. Um, Quickly, so, semi-finals. So, so we had the grand finals. Oh, no, let's just go straight to the grand finals. Okay. We're, we're there, aren't we? we you know, yeah. Once the Tassie Tigers were out for the boys, that was really the the interest gone out of the competition for us after the Perth <laughs> Thundersticks. Uh, you know, didn't make didn't it. Didn't look like it. No. Um, so yeah, grand finals today. Uh, first game up was the men's game, New South Wales Pride versus the Brisbane Blaze. And now, uh, as I said, these games were being played in Melbourne. The original rulings, from what we understand on the rules of the competition, that, uh, whoever won the men's competition this year would be, it's right, the men's competition would be the host of the grand finals for both the men's and the women's competitions. And then next year for the second phase of the, the competition, that would be reversed. Uh, it was reversed <laughs> before we got there. So um, neither uh, Brisbane or New South Wales were the home side. Uh, so a pretty neutral crowd. A few people there supporting, but it wasn't not, not the uh, most vociferous of uh, supporters there, was it? No, let's be honest about the crowd. This is this is Australia's sporting capital. Yep. Uh, this is Melbourne. Melbourne that is Melbourne. Yeah. Yep. 
uh, when, we, when we say that, that's what Melbourne people call it. Um, it's it, it got to the credit of Hockey One, it got a lot of airplay on one of the major sports stations in Melbourne. Yeah, uh, which is owned by Croc Media, who were the television production company involved. Yeah, and who you have an association with as well. Yeah, I do some work with subcontract at Perth Stadium. And they were getting a fair run on on Melbourne Airways and through their... I I listened to their station when I'm at work in the early mornings. Telling the story to the local market there, to to sports fans on a sports radio station. People knew. Yeah. Um, That's what's disappointing. Now, I don't know that you can blame the organisers, etc., on something like that because, obviously, they had a crack at it. Yeah. But the turnout was disappointing. And it was disappointing... uh, And I don't hate to say this, but a reflection on people who play in Melbourne. Does that make sense Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to be going, oh, Melbourne people don't love hockey. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, that bullshit. It, it, it looked a bit chilly there. There was some free parking available, <laughs> but limited free parking available. So that, that's obviously an issue for the local market because quite a big deal was made of um, of putting that out there. Um, yeah, it's it's a bit of a way off hockey season as well. I don't so, know that that should... See, the thing is, is, this is supposed to be the grand final. Look, leave this. Get through let's the get through results. Because <laughs> we get distracted. Because we do want to talk about this stuff, but we should get... And can, it's, we, we, so so we, let's talk about the players. Because okay, that's right, what's okay, the most let's important get to it. So the uh, final score in today's game was an 8-3 victory for New South Wales Pride over uh, Brisbane Blaze. Can what, you talk what? us through the scoring, how that works out with when they... Field goals, uh, so I conversion think, goals. Oh, I'm trying to remember now. Like Tim, Tim Brand had got a hat trick in inverted commas early in the game, and I think one was a conversion and one was a, a non-conversion. So he got a field goal, then he got a conversion, and then he got a, field, uh, uh, he got a yeah, penalty corner goal. I can't remember whatever. the, the, the makeup of whatever okay. whatever it was. Um, and we sat at three-one for quite a while there, then up to five-one. Uh, it, it was a very physical game. Um, yeah, nobody was holding back at all. Um, New South Wales were just a lot more organised. Entertaining lot, and, and, game. Um, in, <laughs> just a bit cliche, but it was it was intriguing. Brisbane yeah. were trying to fight their way back into it through you know, virtually all all of the game, um, and New South Wales were very organised. Uh, when one of the Blaze players got free in the middle of the park, suddenly there were four. Pride players right on top of them. The the hassle, the structure. They were very very Work well, set, yeah, very well set up by Coach Brent Livermore, um, and uh, yeah, they they just they just outplayed them. Brisbane then decided they they needed to put some intensity into the game with about seven minutes to go in the final quarter. Got through a goal. <clears throat> got it. Um, no, they'd already got the one earlier on. So they got the conversion through Corey Vaya, um, okay. Corey Weyer, um and then. Yeah, I mean, there was still about five minutes to go, and they could have got two goals, field goals, and and conversions, and, and drawn it level. I was a bit annoyed by the um, the commentary team because the constant they, reminder well, that that could happen. That, well, that, but that would that was the goal to get level. Well, yeah, it kind it kind of is, but you want to win the game as well, doesn't it? You know, oh, they've scored three. You need to score four. You need. To, I don't know. Equating the draw as success within the game didn't seem. Well, right. see, that gets you to do a shootout. Yeah. yeah. Indeed, it does. Well, we didn't get there anyway. New South Wales um, got a, a late-ish goal 
with the, once the goalkeeper had been dragged for for Brisbane Blaze, and then the ruling because they, they then get the field goal conversion. The ruling is the goalkeeper can then get subbed back on. Oh, that's at, cool. at, at that at that stage for the for the one on one, which. I don't know, it just it didn't quite seem right. And it also doesn't seem right that it would be a one-on-one with a, a player against a player. But you've got as much chance to sprint up to the top of the D as a defender and lay, lay a tackle. Maybe. Uh, did, you've got to be quick, but... Well, I, 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 I don't like that, that was, it was It was a bit weird. And, yeah, just that hanging around with the shootout and it's... like. It, it seemed in the women, sorry the women's game. Oh, hang on, I'm getting going at cross purposes here. I'm going yeah. to, going ahead of myself. Look, it was it, 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 it was wasn't a bad game. Uh, Flynn Ogilvy got an absolutely oh, you r- love oh, ripper of a goal. Um, he's deserved deep. winners too. I mean, they were the strongest. Oh teams yeah, yeah, they, and they've yeah gone 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 through unbeaten. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, exactly. class act. Um, yeah, you got Flynn Ogilvy in there. Tim Brand, Tristan White, the captain, was superb throughout. Spoke yeah. really well, after, you know, after the, the final. Flynn got the, the the player of the game, the player of the match. But yeah, the ripper of a goal where it, everyone was looking as though he was going to dish it back out across the from the the near post across the face of the goal. Nah, he's got a nice little flick up and over into the roof of the net. Beautiful finish. He's world class. Friend of the show, of course. Yes. Um... But yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I most deserve for New South Wales pride. Yeah. Uh, no video referrals, um, you know. So. Uh, but they were in-game referring. The umpires were, uh, players were approaching umpires, uh, and then the umpires were referring to each other. Oh, there's good communication from yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, from the yeah, umpires. The, game would, yeah, the yeah. game would stop, and the one that, it wasn't just to look up, and uh, that they would stop and confer about certain decisions. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I had a few frustrations. I had a few frustrations with the broadcast, not least some of the buffering at, ke- at key moments. No, no, no I'm not oh, going to go into this. <laughs> on the whole, I enjoyed the game. Um, yeah, New South Wales fully, fully deserved. Brisbane tried to come hard at the end, but they just they just didn't, didn't have enough for them. Yeah, and look, let's face it. And yeah. look at that Brisbane side. Look at the, the Dylan, oh. Dylan Wathers, Wotherspoon in there. Um, they they touched up just about everybody else except yeah, yourself. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, and, and as Tristan White said after the game, um, Queensland have been dominant in the Australian hockey landscape over a number of years. Oh, yeah. All you know, consistent producers of high-quality international hockey players from all over the state, not just from Brisbane as a city. They've got a very strong hockey thing going on in Queensland. Yeah, yeah. and uh, congratulations to them. And before we get to the women's game, we should sort of qualify anything we're going to say by uh, talking about the concept that, uh, that these are supposed to be showcase games. But as we see in any sport, because it's a showcase game in every other aspect than what happens on the field, doesn't mean what you get on the field is going to necessarily be a showcase. Uh, it happens in all sports. Some grand finals are duds. Some grand finals are ripping games. Some are... Interesting, like what we've just—you wouldn't describe that as one of the yeah. ripping games you've seen. Well, no, um, some, some are an absolute boil over. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you don't know what you're going to get, and so you can never go blame anybody for anything as far as that side of it goes. Which is the way that I think about the women's game that followed, because that was a pretty average game. Unfortunately, yeah. but it was a pretty average game. Was, Even it, though you know it would be easy to run a narrative that. Due to the scoreline being what it was, and we got to a shootout. No, but the be, actual no, hockey let's, let's was frank, pretty average. No, let's be frank. Hockey, hockey one posted and said, 
an all-time classic. It, <laughs> it, it was an all-time it was. classic. Um, and that's not taking anything away from the players or anything like that. No, it's just some it, games work that it, way. It was a, it was a one it was a one-one draw. Um, neither team could stick it in the in the back of the net. Um, there were some bright moments from some players from from Queensland, particularly Rosie Maloney went on to get Player of the Match. Yep. Um, Maddie Ratcliffe was superb for for Melbourne through most of the game, but didn't convert the stroke when she had an opportunity to to do that late in the game. Um, that's the way it goes. You go to a shootout, went to the um, extra time, and yeah, look, I think Melbourne probably had more clear-cut opportunities to score, more players who had had direct shots on goal. Um, you know, Brisbane got the goal when they could. It was very opportunist and beat Rachel Lynch hands up. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, and Rachel was superb in the in in the shootout, but that's. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah. So so yeah, she, so, she so, was, so was the young. Brisbane Blaze goalkeeper as well. She so, was. So that's it. That's that's the you know, the the opening. But that's uh, season it, of hockey one. Sultana Brown hockey one. Congratulations done. to all of the girls too. It it um it just wasn't a game that that uh, how do you say it uh, went up that other level. Yeah. And maybe that was partly due to the crowd and I oh, I felt there was no, a there was a flatness to the it atmosphere. It was a now, flatness, well, but you know, that may, that, may, that, maybe the microphones weren't put in the right spot, that, John. I don't that know. That reflected through the commentary. I felt that there was a flatness throughout the commentary as well. I just felt felt that everything went down. Yeah. So it it didn't scream grand final to you. No, and neither did neither did the presentation. Yeah, final, quite. man. Yeah. That's a you know, folks. That's it. Get behind us. Beautiful. Well, what I thought was the presentation afterwards, I thought was sadly lacking. It was, it was a little long-winded. Um, no, I didn't even think it was long-winded. That mm. was, that's not my issue with it. Um, you know, people have to make their speeches and say what they've got to say, and I didn't think there was anything necessarily from that side of stuff. I'm talking about things like when the MC was reading out the names of the people, the players from the Blaze who had won receiving their medals. Now, he was through the list of people before the last player. Yeah, well, I didn't know if that was a lag on um, audio with the commentary. He was was reading through it quicker than what the players were. So by the time the last... Jodie Kenny was just getting her medal and he was announcing the physiotherapist's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And and there was was just... the whole presentation just seemed to lack and wasn't right. What uh, the, Jody, Jody, Jody Kenny was getting a, um, some photos with uh, the trophy right at the end of the broadcast, and there were two blokes taking down the hockey one Sultana brand uh, signs for the way you know for the, for the backing for the photos, taking those balls. They're taking that going. Come on, lads. It's uh, what five o'clock Saturday afternoon. The pub's open. Let's get the van loaded quick. We're out of here. No, I thought there was a netball game coming up. They had to move that stuff for the oh. twelve, fifteen thousand people that are turning up to watch a netball game. Gosh. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Netball, you say? <laughs> yeah, clever. Look, uh, the hockey, the quality of the hockey across the tournament. You throw a whole bunch of good players into a into a competition and you're bound to get some good hockey. I thought there were some games that weren't that good. There was some cracking as you get in any sort of league, any, I'm not it's not a complaint against the league at all. You're always going to get that. 
Look, um, it's, 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 a, it's a start point to somewhere yes. where they want to take the game here in Australia on a domestic level. There's this franchise system and there's... I was thinking about it today. There's the opportunity for a regional town. You've got a multi-millionaire in there. You go, right, I want to have a crack at this Hockey One League. We love hockey here. Bang, set your team up, get the players in, pay the money for it, and, and you can make it happen for your regional area. And I think that's a potential interesting... Uh, well, is that is that the ultimate aim of it? Because at the moment we've got a model that's essentially state-based. Yep. And it's, okay, you can stuff around with your names. Why is it New South Wales pride and why is it Perth or Thundersticks? Yeah. Perth's a city, Tasmania's a state. I've, I've got nothing called with a club from Tasmania being called Tassie Tigers or whatever, but the, the mixed messages in what we're getting from Hockey Australia about what they're supposed to be. Well, I think some of the state associations differ in their approach and their buy-in, and that is quite obvious with their output um, through their website, through their social media channels, through local news, through all these things that they should or could be doing to promote the game. Some ain't doing very much. Some haven't tweeted anything through their account for, for two and a half months. Um, they've put stuff out there as the launch for the competition, and that's it. No, you know, no, no communication. Well, you, you've got to be hitting it with all barrels all the time, and, and some of the states have done really, really well with that. And uh, New South Wales and Tasmania are two that spring to mind. I'm not saying others others haven't, but they've done exceptionally well with trying to promote what they're doing and grow things. Who's, who knows where it goes next year, John? Uh, there, there needs to be improvement, um, and I'm not sure the. The travel angle and the way that it's set up is necessarily going to be the way forward, particularly in an Olympic year um, and a big year for hockey with Pro League and everything else going on over here. The other thing about the post-game, which maybe should be thought about for next year, um, MVP. <laughs> yes, congrats. Oh, I haven't written down the two. I'm not on the laptop at the moment, John, because I can't get into your Wi-Fi. Uh, obviously, Eddie Ockerden, um, yeah, most Twitter, valuable player. Yeah, well, we'll do. Yeah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I just dropped my phone, dropped, folks. Dropped phone. That's right, I did. It's not uh, on the toilet. Though. But back on to the announcement of the most valuable players. Yes, yeah. so, so uh, wedged, Japanese... Yeah, wedged in to the uh, the ceremony for the women's game in between the announcements and stuff, uh, they deemed it appropriate to announce the most valuable players for the tournament. As uh, voted by the umpires. As voted by the umpires, uh, and that was... Eddie Ockenden for the men, and Matt is right across the Japanese girl oh, who won no, for Melbourne. I think it's Shihori Oi. Oi. No, o, use your, o, o, use o, your Google o, powers, mate. O, o, use your Twitter powers. Oikawa? Oikawa? I think it was mispronounced on the broadcast. It was. <laughs> so we'll just, that'll just add to it. We did make mention of the Japanese. Look, my point with it was it was... It seemed to be like a throwaway in the middle of something. Now, I'm not sure why they chose to announce Eddie Ockenden as the most valuable player in a women's presentation or why they announced him at the same time. I thought if you were going to announce him during the presentation, you'd save Eddie for the men's presentation and the Japanese girl for the, the women's presentation, who had a mighty tournament, it must be said. Every time I, the games that I managed to see, she was a, a really dominating factor. Um, uh, good pickups for for for, yeah. for Canberra with and, the Japanese internationals going. And, and, Ishibashi in there as well. And great um, for them and great for the Japanese honky too that these girls get that sort of exposure. Shihori Oikawa. Shihori, yes. Shihori Oikawa. Okay, that's it. There we go. Um, Eddie Okendan. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> work. Yeah. 
You're all class, man. Thank you. Have you got that applause button still? What? What? Oh, you just got me. Mate, I'm working on one phone here. <laughs> one finger, one phone. Anyway, sorry, what was that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, it, it just seemed like, where were they? It, it, I don't know, they, they're having some gala dinner where everybody's going to or nothing. It just seemed odd and out of place. And, well, no, that's like, where, where were the players? Where was Eddie and... Is is Shihori? <laughs> Shihori. Yeah. Where where were they? I would have liked to have seen them get presented with a medal and given them the honour. Now it's just a small bypass in some rushed ceremony at the end of the broadcast. So so the, I guess the question is why? Maybe they couldn't be there for what? lots of reasons, but maybe save it or pre- make yes, it yeah, the yeah, announcement yeah, 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 and be yeah. able to present it yeah, to them. Yeah, at, at something else. At it the doesn't. International game, or it might be difficult from an international player. She's probably not in the country anymore because they didn't, she might you know, not they didn't be. make the grand final. So, but with a throw, a throw to video, a know? bit more gravitas to the Oscar situation. style, a, a throw to video. I'm sorry, I can't yeah, be there this yeah, evening yeah, yeah, to yeah, accept exactly. this award, but I'm really grateful to have the opportunity to play in the Sultana Brown Hockey One League yeah. in its inaugural year, and, then, and so proud to have been able to put in such performances that the umpires, the umpires, deem me. To be the very best player. Is it thank so you, Australia. Man? Thank you, umpires. Thank you, Sultana Brand. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, it just lacked something, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah time okay. was terrible. I think that. we're over that. I think we're really over that by now. Um, the hockey was good. I mean, we, I like watching all right hockey. Oh, just the hockey was good. What are you on about? Oh, no, the women's game was pretty dull today. Overall, the tournament. No, 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 no. It, no. it just and grand finals can sometimes be that way. They're not always exciting. Sometimes they're floggings. Sometimes they're tight and close, and they're interesting. This one, um, it just never really exploded. You never got the feeling it it it, it was uh, it was going to bust open until the last two minutes when. I'm just going to say one thing, and then we're going to leave Sultana Brown Hockey One League. It was great to be able to get our eyes on it here if we had a pay subscription for KO Sports in Australia. It's it's not great if you're not here and you can't get your eyes on it. And we, we kind of debated over, oh, should we I think there would have been a reasonable about... international yes, audience yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, 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 I do. I think I do. people would have paid to have watched it. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe... It, 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 I, I don't want us to go on too much about it on the show because, because of that, but just the final thing is... You need to have hockey people with hockey knowledge and camp uh, behind the cameras, and it really struggled today to catch the key moments of the games um, successfully on screen. The main camera, the amount of times something would happen in the D, a stick would be raised up, someone swinging down to hit the ball, and there'd be a strange switch or uh, um, a, um, a pull somewhere or zoom into something. And we missed the key moment and didn't get it again until you saw the, the vision from, from the camera behind, behind the goals or something from side on, on a replay. You just, just as that key moment and you go, oh, was it a goal? Was it not a goal? Sometimes it was and sometimes it wasn't. Here's, here's a question for you. I don't know if I, if I verbalised that effectively what, then, but. What would be more important to Australian hockey? Adding another assistant coach that would ensure a gold medal. At the next Olympics, either men or women, take your pick, not both. Or the same amount of money spent on getting 
one of the top three hockey cameramen in the world to come out here and spend a few weeks teaching people about how to be a It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I, think, I don't know. There are definitely learning opportunities there for it. And, and I think that's... Uh, yeah, but my frustration with a lot of things that we do in the game, and this is... Let's take Hockey 1 as an example, but we can talk about lots of FIH things along the way, is that we launch things, we talk about them, and then we try to do them afterwards. Can we not just do the work, get it right in the first place, then we launch when we know that we've got something which is um, going to be effective and not... Just, just like, how do we constantly have how do we constantly have these fuck up after fuck up happening? Um, because we didn't quite plan it right in the first place. Yeah, you you live and learn and you improve things, but get your product right. It's not that hard. Uh, luckily, I've got a shot clock. That's your eight seconds. <laughs> more news. Yeah, a little bit more. There's a bit of indoor happening. Australian sides have been over uh, in Vienna, but just uh, not full internationals. But there has been some full internationals in the indoor world. Republic of South Africa taking on the Swiss at home. Uh, series there started out with the uh, the men uh, having a 2-2 draw and a 3-0 win for the women, a 4-3 win for the men, a 4-1 win for the women, a 4-3 win for the men, a 3-1 win and I'm saying for the men and the women, this is all South Africa winning these games. A 3-1 win for the women, a 6-5 win for the men, and uh, the last two, oh, three results, a 4-3 win for the women, a 1-1 draw, uh, a 4-2 win for the men, and there's still a couple of games to go on that. Uh, if you get this very swiftly, they are being streamed live. Uh, check out SA Indoor Hockey on Yep. And socials. the FIH has been promoting those, uh, that live stream on the socials. Interesting. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. That's they, good. They don't always pick up everything, and uh, certainly if it's not being... They don't being, always pick up most things. Not if it's been, certainly if it's not being streamed on FIH.live. Yeah, um, that's another argument. Any more? Have we got any other sort of results coming through? I've got some more news, a little bit more news, and uh, not, not good news. Oh, Sharky so. Hockey Club just won a couple of uh, men's and women's uh, tournaments in, in Egypt, and oh. uh, African... Continental Club Championships that's coming up very soon, uh, early in December. So we'll ah oh, that'll um, get streamed. Uh, well, uh, our, our mate Clint Flickers um, uh, got an interest there. Oh really? Well, well the Niger Flickers apparently were named after him. Oh, yeah, is that that, right? they'll be involved. I'm sure maybe Ghana Revenue Authority or some of the some of those folks uh, are involved. But yeah, we'll They're bring more than bring, like Ghana Revenue Authority are more than likely after Cliff, Clint Flicker. <laughs> we'll we'll give you some news on that coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, a slightly sadder note, now, um, where it's a date, it's the 16th of November today, it's a Saturday, and uh, an announcement was made in Hong Kong this week, a few days ago, uh, in light of the ongoing disruption to transport and uncertainty about access to and availability of venues, the Hong Kong Hockey Association decided after careful consideration to call off all matches and activities this weekend, which is this weekend, uh, league matches will be rescheduled in due course. Sincerely, Hockey uh, Association Hong Kong. Oh, Hong Kong. Hockey Association. Um, <laughs> it's a terrible situation. Don't want to get into the politics of it. It's not for us to comment about that. But um, it would be nice to think that um, the FIH might look at the situation of the Hong Kong Hockey Association and perhaps see it within themselves to sort of grant some sort of latitude vis-à-vis 
nationality-wise, representation-wise? Do you think? Do you think that when all this blows over a little bit, the FOH could do the right thing by everybody and just say, look, we understand that Hong Kong is a special consideration nation, and um, you know what? You don't have to have a Chinese passport. Um, okay, and I'll respond to that and say, do you want China in the Pro League? Well, China don't want to be in the Pro League it's, if they're not going to the Olympics, do they? It's, it's a difficult situation, isn't it? And uh, as we have, have said but in the past, gonna, we, want, gonna... we want to keep the politics out of our sport. They brought the careers back together. Surely they can get a few people know, that, that, play, that, who that, were that, born in the country to be able to play for That it. lasted a long time, didn't it? What a great success for world uh, peace. Uh, uh, it's one of their longest standing pieces of work, I think. Uh, uh... <laughs> Hello, I'm Nick Irvin, and you're listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Cereal lover, Nick. Loves his cereal. He does. Loves his Sultana brand. He does. He does. Hockey one. Yeah. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not going. Good to see no, him no, showing I've, I've, done, I've done all the keeping regular jokes and all that. Passe. It's, it's all been done before. It's good to see uh, him interested, though. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. And you. And, by that you mean Nick tweeting in reference to things happening down under here with the Hockey One League. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah. And Eddie you got, what you've got to remember is we're doing a podcast at the moment and the conversations that we just have, like, these guys, they didn't hear it. Oh, really? Maybe we should leave the microphones live for longer, Matt. Maybe we should just stream of conscious for 12 hours about hockey and see what do you think? What, what do you think, folks? Would you like that? Of course I would. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you very much. Okay, look, let's move on. Super crowd in tonight. Have you got an elephant noise there? No. <laughs> two announcements. Well, was it two announcements or was it one announcement that had lot? Uh, we, well, we posted last week's show out, and about 20 minutes later, the first announcement came out of the FIH, uh, and that was about the venues for the next two World Cups for men and women. Next one World Cup for men and Sorry. women. Sorry, well, combined. Yes, uh, oh, you're, you're correct. Yes. And you're correct. Yes. Look at that. We're getting on like a house on fire. Do you want me to read it out? Go for it. Okay. Uh, Lausanne, Switzerland, November 8. On the occasion of its last meeting of the year today in Lausanne, the Executive Board of the International Hockey Federation has selected India to host the 2023 FIH Hockey Men's World Cup from the 13th to the 29th of January, 23, and Spain and the Netherlands to co-host the 2022 FIH Hockey Women's World Cup. That will happen between the 1st and 17th of July, uh, 2022. The venues will be announced by the host nations. The schedule of the 2022 Hockey Women's World Cup will be as follows. This is the women's. So preliminary phase games, there'll be two pools based in the Netherlands, including the Dutch team, and two pools based in Spain, including the Spanish team. Then the quarterfinals, there'll be two crossover matches and two quarterfinals in the Netherlands and two crossover matches and two quarterfinals in Spain. Obviously, I think... 
Well, it depends. We have to check the fixtures on how the crossovers will work, depending on where teams finish, to know whether Spain might be a chance to go to the Netherlands to play there for crossover or the other way around. Um, the final phase will be held in Spain, so that is the semi-finals, third place match, and the final. Um, the competition format for the 2023 Men's World Cup will be the same as in 2018. Do you want to hear what Thierry said? Yeah, why not? He said, FIH has received excellent bids to host these prestigious events. It was therefore a difficult choice to make. Well, obviously, obviously, because you had had three rounds to get in there, didn't you? Since the primary mission of the FIH is to grow the sport worldwide, which of course requires to make investments... The income generation potential of each bid has played an important role in the decision. Commenting on the organisation of the FIH, <laughs> commenting on the organisation of the FIH Hockey World Cup, he added, "We will work closely with the local organising committees on a, substa- on a sustainability and legacy aspects of these events, which should thrill them no end." Oh yes. It didn't say that, does it? No, no. I said that. You have to be very clear on what, what's oh, yeah. a quote and what's not a quote. That's quote. Comment. Quote. Co- comment. They should be thrilled with that. Close comment. The executive board also approved the qualification process for both events. Good. The host will qualify automatically. Yep. Winners of the Continentals, five teams. The remaining teams making up the 16 nations at the World Cup will qualify through home and away playoffs. The teams involved in these qualifiers will be determined by continental quotas based on the FIH world rankings at the end of the Olympic Games. <laughs> surprise, Tokyo surprise. And the finishing positions of teams in the continental championship. Yes. Um, Look, that's only all, a little bit of wriggle room there. That, that, that's that that that's all um, all well and good, but the big issue with it all is the venues that have been chosen. Now you've mentioned the financial implications there, which we believe it very heavily weighted on that that decision. Um, but we're going back to India again. weren't we there last time for the men's World Cup? Yeah. Doesn't say where we're going though, um, but I find it I'd be very very hard to deny your main sponsor of your international teams the opportunity to host the World Cup for, let's say, a second time in succession, wouldn't it? Well, maybe they'll they'll run it more like the Women's World Cup. Well, it says it's going to run at the, in the same way that the last Men's World Cup would yeah, run. Yeah, which, which, which was successful and which was a turnaround oh, yeah, on the health issues that we saw prior oh, to that yeah, with, yeah. With, the, the, no, with the exact same venue. Yeah. Uh, but that would suggest that it's going to be a single event yeah. tournament. Yeah. It's not going to be a multiple event tournament such well, as you wouldn't, the Women's yeah, World you, Cup. But you wouldn't, do, you now, wouldn't do that unless you had, unless you had access to all um, of the Spanish games are going to be played the at the same venue, aren't they? I believe so. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if it's Terrassa or not. But uh, I'm, yeah, I'm well, not sure. Well, I sure. think we were here in Barcelona, weren't we? Really? Well, that's Terrassa. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah, okay, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, to the coast. Yeah, off to the coast. Close to Barcelona. Yeah. Okay. The Netherlands, would they play all at the same venue or would they, there'd be more scope there to, to take it to two or three venues? Well, you think of the infrastructure you've got two to put pools, into place. maybe you, you could play at two different I know. venues. Some people would know the answer to these things already. I don't, Is it worthwhile? Uh, you'd have had to have done the ground... It's two separate f- television fit-outs well, for a start. Yeah, but you've got, to, you've got to do the groundwork on it first to, to, to 
have an idea of where your venues are going to be. Uh, there may be some debate still in, in India where it's going to be, but I can't see it not going to a dish year. I just, it, it just, uh, maybe there might be some pool games played elsewhere. Maybe something goes to Chennai. Maybe some, you know, maybe something goes to Kolkata. Who knows? But I, I yeah, I think, uh, you, you, uh, would have to be nailed in for it, wouldn't it? Anyway. I think the, the, the main line in that, that whole announcement is, um, the income generation potential of each bid has played an important role in the decision. Now, where did I, I, where did I hear, where, where did I hear $3.5 million? There's, I, I heard Is that, that all? I heard that figure somewhere. Um, and yeah, and the, um, this has the potential to, to work out as a better deal for the FIH financially, but the, the FIH aren't in the great, the greatest to health financially either, are they? Um, and, and there's direct links to the people involved with the bidding process to take this to India that would know exactly what the financial position was at the FIH, something that we don't know. I'd love to see a bidding document. Just quietly, folks, if anybody out there happens to come across a copy. So oh, sitting on the photocopier and you just happen you to run off an extra... Oh, look, yeah. I can oh. send that to John. He'll have a look at that. I'd love and to you can send, send it to John or Matt, Matt at thereversestick.net or John at thereversestick.net. .net, all treated with uh, utmost confidentiality. And I say that having seen a FIFA doc, um, bid document. Not not the um, the one that a country would send in, but the explanatory notes on what the bid requires mm-hmm. from FIFA. So if you're a bidding country, this is a document you get sent by FIFA to say you've got to meet those criteria. I would love to see that. What the FIH send out to people and, and compare that to what FIFA send out to people because you would not believe the stuff that's written into that document that your governments give away. Well, they obviously they didn't like the deal that was on the table from whoever put in their bids in the original um, process and then we had the extension of deadline. I think we should be honest too, Matt, about... Uh, look, the, the, the sport is struggling financially. I think we can agree uh, globally it's struggling financially. Mm-hmm. Virtually... No player is but, truly but, fully professional. No, it's it's struggling financially because of the, the the aims and the things that we're trying to achieve with it. If we shrunk back in and took everything back to club level, we we played international hockey three times a year um, against a country n- neighbouring. Um, suddenly, all your financial woes disappear. Yeah, but then you don't get the uh, the sort of funding that you need to to, run to do what programs. Oh, why would you want to run an Olympic program? Very expensive. Oh, I, just, I know. Because you, then you can't have an international association if you can't run an, an Olympic program. That's right. That's Could where be. the funding comes from. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting paradox, stuff, isn't it? it? Yeah. yeah, it is very interesting. Well, where do we um, want to take our game then? I just like playing well, down. I like, I like playing down the local park. You know, just. Uh, I'm I don't, struggling. I don't, to I, don't, I don't want to sign up for anything. I just want to go and have a little run around and a hit with some friends. It's about time we talk about the FIH's announcement that was made. A couple of days after the announcement of the Hockey uh, World Cups being... Well, this is a raft of announcements out of the executive, no, wait, executive board meeting. Where, where else do you... I think the idea of Netherlands and Spain is an interesting concept for the Women's World Cup. i got nothing per se against it. Yeah, some, some people have brought up some issues perhaps about accommodation and transport and yeah, teams having to move around unnecessarily with it. Um, I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not against it per se. When um, you think about it... it 
uh, depending on how that works for the crossover matches, you're not going to essentially move anywhere until you get to the semi-finals. Um, football World Cups, Rugby World Cups, Cricket World Cups, they travel from city to city to play different games. So I don't think they can hold that as an issue and you're holding a big, huge event like this. No, and that's right. And, um, if, and if it was, let, yeah. let's say it's a, a World Cup in Australia and it was multi-venue, oh, yeah, that, would, right. that, that would be a, a, a greater distance within one country than travelling from Spain to the Netherlands. So, yeah. Um, I, it's, it's worth a try. If it works, great, fantastic. Hockey's the winner. If it doesn't, I don't think we're in any different a position than we are right now. No. Um, the men's, they'll be interested to see what announcements are made about that. Yeah. Uh, the idea that it goes back to India, well, like we just were saying, the sport's struggling financially, and which country could pull it off? Which, well, the- which country could actually make a dollar at one dollar out of holding a men's hockey World Cup? Couldn't do it in this country, they'll, I'll guarantee that. They'll get, they'll get the crowds, they'll get the numbers there, they'll get the... Netherlands, the, the, you probably might. TV, TV rights broadcast, but not... Great Britain, you might. Where yeah, else? Yeah, but you've got to... You've, Germany, you're gonna have You're going to have to go big... Spain, they would, because no, no, they just gonna bus have, kids but, in there. But, but to do it to the, to the magnitude, you're going to have to go with big stadium hockey and follow this path that we're going into larger stadium... Well, there's a big whack of your profit disappeared in just making the the the, the field of play happen for you. Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad idea to to do that, um, but it's an expensive idea and it takes a you know a, a lot of potential profit out of, uh, well, of hosting gonna, it. But is it about profit? Isn't it about trying to spread it around the world and give as many people an opportunity in different parts of the world to experience a World Cup in their country, see the very best in the world with their their own eyes, and become inspired? And maybe you might get a World World Cup back again in 24 years' I, time. I think that's a great ideal to aspire to, but I think the checkbook dictates that ideals are probably something that should be carefully considered before they're followed at this stage. Yeah, look, I, uh, hockey's in it's a crossroads, mate. Like I said in that tweet, it's pri- priorities. Pri- it's priorities, isn't it? And it's it's the, the leadership are dependent on the money from the International Olympic Committee to make happen what the executive want them to make happen, and in in turn what the members want them to make happen. Okay, let's get to this announcement from the FIH on November the 11th. It's following the FIH executive board meeting. Now, preamble to this, um, 2016, I believe it was, Matt, hockey revolution. We're going to have a hockey revolution. Remember that? Yeah, I remember the revolution. It's still turning. And um, 2020... It's 2016 to 2020, the hockey revolution, four-year plan. Now we've got another. We're in a new cycle of four-year plan, there, mate. Don't worry. Hey. We're in a new. Don't worry. There's another new one started. And it, don't worry. We, we haven't finished no, this no, one I yet. Wanna, but I want to talk about this one yeah, because yeah. we were promised revolution. You know what we got from most national associations? We got roll over, stick stick the legs in the air, and tickle me on the tummy. And I think we are as a game heading to a point where things have got to happen and, and rather radical things. And I'm not talking about radical things like putting two goals in at each end or a team has a defensive goal and an attacking goal at each end or something weird like that. Four goals in the corners. Yes, yeah. Yeah, easily done. Great right. for training. Yeah, perfect. Great for a bit of fun. Yeah, easy to train for. Yeah, it's fantastic. No, it's, it, is good. it is good training. Yeah, a lot of celebratory moments. Lots. You could be scoring and conceding at the same time. Two balls. Multi-ball. Now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Let's get back to the point. Um, <laughs> what are you playing? Just get on with the point. You just get back to the point. Look, it's about, you know what we need? We need the FIH to stand up for the umpires. Some the umpires got together and formed a union. You know, you're talking before about the, how there's unions almost essentially or associations of umpires and they look after umpiring and stuff. Oh, in, the, in the UK, cause, yeah, your yeah. tweet was about, well, the, it's normally, yeah. it's a down to the association. And so here in Australia, the, well, particularly here in well, Perth, the way, Western Australian... shouldn't be the responsibility of clubs. Uh, yeah, it should though as well. No. Of course, that's no, where, no, you, that, no, well, no, that's no, where no, you breed no. them, that's where you coach them, that's where you train them, that's where you give them the no, experience. No, that's no. no, no, no. To organise and administer... Why not? It's part of the game. This is another argument altogether, mate. We've been through this one. Let's get back on to our beef. Okay, with let's the FIH announcement. Fives World Cup. That's the announcement. Right. That's the announcement that's got some people wound right up. Yep. Um, it's been a very interesting week on social media. It uh, has. Some I've, people have got wound up one way. Others have got wound up the other. I grabbed the popcorn, mate. Others? Sat back and. Uh, Enjoy, I saw you been popcorning it. Enjoyed the view. So, Dr. Batra, what do you think? Are we coming out now, are we? Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. Because, you know. All right, so we've got an Twitter announcement. Twitter doesn't lie, mate. No, Twitter doesn't so lie. So we have an announcement to make. I am indeed Dr. Batra and my good friend Terry over here. Yeah, I'm Thierry Whale. Yeah. Um, we've done well to get away with it so far. We've just been positioning ourselves um, on the alt-right of the hockey world. Um or alt left. Just wait, oh yeah, or oh, dead centre in the middle, um, just waiting for if this opportunity. If you happen to be alt right or alt left, we're dead centre in the middle. And um, we want to tell you the truth. Um, this, uh, this whole charade with Hockey Fives really is, uh, it's a fantastic w- idea. It really is, uh, a way for, for me to get myself, uh, onto the board of the International Olympic Committee, um, to reduce the size of hockey sides at the Olympic Games from, um, Los Angeles on. <laughs> To a five-a-side game, uh, you're allowed two subs, squads of seven, and uh, three travelling representatives, manager, coach, physiotherapist. Well, you know, you have to skill up, folks, if you want to be going to an Olympics. And, uh, no assistants? Sorry? No assistant coaches. No, no, no. It's a group of ten maximum, um, and uh, the tournament will take place. Video analysis? The tournament will take place, John, um, sorry, Terry, over a four-day period. Uh, a game scheduled from 6am through to midnight every single day, uh, 20 minutes each way. Is that between the squash and the handball? Five, same, um, on the same turf, on the same same field. It's all, okay. hap- all happening in the same... Yeah. Reduce size. We might even get a four aside, I don't know. We'll, we'll decide when we get there. That, that's going to be easy to market because you can, you can have some pretty flash-looking shoes. Yeah, light up. Yeah, they could light up. They'd look fantastic. Oh, my yeah. daughter said it to me. She said it to me yesterday. Um, sorry, not my daughter. Um, <laughs> a friend of mine, a uh, fellow called Matt Allen, does a podcast called The Reverse Thing. Um, he no, said... that is you. That That's is your person. Remember? Oh, You're shit. impersonating Matt Allen. This is hard. I don't know if I can carry on this charade anymore. It's Terry. difficult, isn't it? Yeah. I'm leading two lives. Do you know how hard it is for me to put on this accent? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, crowd! But stop this music anyway. <laughs> look, folks. Let's get serious about it now, shall we? Let's have a look at this November 11th statement. The FIH Executive Board, chaired by the FIH President, Dr. Narendra Dhruvbatra, 
held its last meeting of the year on the 8th and 9th of November at its offices in Lausanne, Switzerland. Not quite the same as Birmingham, England, is it? Has, doesn't have that sort of ring about it. When did they last have a meeting in Lahore? Where it selected India to host the 2023 FIH Hockey Men's World Cup and Spain and the Netherlands, yes. More information on this decision is available from here, which we've already clicked and read out to you. Furthermore, the executive board discussed, discussed, Matt, a wide range of topics, including... We'll go through these as a dot. I'll read through what those dot points are, and then we can discuss them further. Number one, hockey fives, dot. Number two, FIH Pro League, dot. Number three, FIH Olympic Qualifiers dot, FIH Intercontinental Cup dot, and FIH World Rankings dot. There's also some little dots. Increase opportunities for all national associations <laughs> to gain ranking points. Oh no, that's another dot. That's the same dot. Anyway, the next executive board meeting will be on the 13th to the 14th. So you just change the, you just the, the font size then. Oh, it's exciting. It's stuffed up somewhere, cut and paste. Anyway, the point being, Wow. No, don't you mean the dot being? Wow. Wow. It's a, it's a big meeting. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of announcements. What are you going to talk about in the show, you know, with the Olympic qualifiers finished? Uh... Yeah, Pro League's on uh, yeah. way it's... Look, let's, let's start with the first thing. Hockey fives. It says here, the executive board discussed a wide range of topics, including... Okay, let's, we're sitting around having a board meeting... Oh, let's talk about Hockey Fives, shall we? Okay, let's have a chat about Hockey Fives. In order to further boost the development of hockey globally through the promotion of its five-a-side format, Hockey Fives, the executive board has decided to create an FIH Hockey Fives World Cup for the inaugural edition planned for 2023. Continental Hockey Fives tournaments will be organised and act as qualifiers. 16 teams per gender will take part in the first FIH Hockey Fives World Cup. So, so the so center and having a couple of bloody murders. Harry, leave the sarcasm. You were there. Don't read it out as if you weren't there. <laughs> Honestly, oh, well, what are we going to do about Hockey Fives? Oh, let's have a bloody World Cup. <laughs> let's, Why not? <laughs> let's have a World Cup. Let's, let's tell you what. It's per- perfect, perfect way to uh, get some grassroots development. You know what? We'll get all the confederations to hold confederation cup yep. for hockey fives. And look, and if you're really good at it, you might get a spot in hockey series. Oh shit! No, they're not happening anymore. Yeah. Just... Like what? Well, where? They, they, they've got this whole thing ass about, haven't they? But well, there's a why becomes comes before the where, I think. Why? why now, there are some proponents of uh, Hockey Fives. Lloyd Norris-Jones, ex-South African international, he's running some programs over there, and he's uh, very keen on the format, and it works for him. But he's, mod- get, but I... he's modified some, some rules um, to suit the way that they play the game. I think there's got to be a clear pathway on goal before you can shoot from anywhere, so you can't just blast through players. Um, our friend Ashley Morrison made a comment and said, well, yeah, that's probably good for high-end players, but try and teach that to a seven-year-old. I think seven-year-olds might actually be quite adaptive, though. There's been all sorts of hockeys of all sorts of numbers over the years at different levels and at different places to suit different conditions. But the one remaining constant has been 11 aside as being the, if you like, 
uh, original Genesis format of the game. 100, is, 100 yards, 11 aside, team sport. The, the purest. Let's use the term purest form of the game. Everything else is a, a, a somewhat of a bastardization for want of a better of a term. So the, the, the ideal of hockey is 11 aside. I played, how many different variations of hockey have you played? Um, well, when we've only had six people, no, we've only, when we've only had six people to do some walking hockey a few weeks ago on a certain three day, aside. we played three aside. Well, let, um, let's our, our, our competition at, at Frio at the moment. Yep, which Tuesday, you organised. Yeah, Tuesday nights. Well, I've organised it to get maximum capacity of players in the shortest amount of time across the field. We play four quarters the length of the field. There's four fields set up with goals in, at, each in, in, at each end. Five aside, 25 minutes each way. Score from anywhere. No hitting, no raised balls. It's an incredible workout. It's, it's a, a great it's, workout. It's, 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 it's a great way to hone some skills. You, you're working in different space. You're probably you're running probably about as much as you would do in an 11 aside game at an hour or an hour and 10 minutes if you want to. If you if you want to put into it. Then, then you can get that that same oh, yeah, yeah, level yeah, of yeah, physical yeah. activity from from the game. It works brilliantly. Um, indoor sides are playing six aside. Sometimes we'll play six aside across field. We've got a seven aside across field competition. Um, I don't know if I played they, eight. Look, Rick Charlesworth, big proponent of, of of hockey nines. Ten aside, John. You know, sometimes look, some teams play ten aside. Um, any team playing with you, you know, is potentially going to be spending some time playing ten aside. That's right. Then we're back at eleven aside after two minutes. Oh, five. Or five. Or five. Never more than five. Never more than five. No, but oh no, hang on. You're lucky because you've only got a red card ever when there's less than ten minutes of the game to go. <laughs> I know after the whistle's gone. Yeah, after, <laughs> yeah, you're very clever with that. Um, but getting getting back to the point that um, it's not that hockey fives isn't some sort of invalid format of the game. It has its place. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, but 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 as a pinnacle, as something which you can win a World Cup. Now, uh, look, there are opportunities for developing nations with hockey fives to. Um, to have get, a World Cup. To have a World Cup, get a better profile. I'm a little bit on the hashtag everyone gets a medal um, view view of it that, that we have World Cups to showcase the very best in the world and Olympic Games as, as well. You notice I say World Cup there as the pinnacle as opposed to Olympic Games as the pinnacle. But I, I'm not uh, sold on the idea that by tell, telling nations you only need five players on a team is is good for the growth of it. Well, you don't anyway, do you? Because you need ten if you want five. Well, uh, that's one way to look at it. But you get the idea I'm trying to point out is is that really the strategy that you want to be growing at go, going with to grow the game? Oh, well, you only need five aside because that's what they'll be saying. It might be ten, as you rightly point out, yeah. in the whole list. But they all will be saying five aside. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing I like to point out about fives is that. The, the rules as they stated, which we read out on this program, we printed, I've got them stacked up there, I should have referred to them, but require you to have a goalie. They are just over there, yeah. Behind me. They require you to have a goalie. Yeah. Right, have you, you've, we've been playing fives for a while now, played it at different times over the many years I've been playing, and do you know what a five-a-side is like without a goal, with a goalie at one end? It's, it's 
Four oh, out but of we, five. But we do play with a, yeah, it, but we play with a modified format where you, cause you can't hit the ball and this, that's the big difference from what we do. There's a safety angle with how we play the game because we're aware of the restrictions in the space that we're playing and, um, and the format we're playing, we don't, we generally don't play with goalkeepers, so nobody's going to be looking to roof it from one end of the field to go so the other. It's, it's, about, it's about moving. So how big is hockey fives field? Um, I don't have the, the stats here. It fills up about a third of a full field. And they allow in, in people the to hit. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's crazy. With, with, with that the... is completely batshit crazy. Um, that's designed to get people hurt. No, you see, you see, it's, it, we saw it happen. It, 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 it shoot, it shoot from, it shoot from it's anywhere. But that can, you know, that can happen in in the game anyway. But oh, yeah, you can't I'd, shoot I'd, from I'd, anywhere. No, 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 no. But you can, <laughs> you, you can get in the way of um, a, da- a, da- a dangerous shot. That's uh, you can anywhere, but that's asking for trouble to compress people into this, yeah. that small of an area. Yeah, we, we, we struggle and to allow them because the game works fine just pushing you, or deflections and stuff like that. You don't need to allow hitting for it to be a contest. And a good contest and, and everything they like. Hitting is asking for trouble. Yeah, yeah, look, I'm, I, I've just found the games that I've watched of Hockey Fives have been pretty dull, pretty boring. Um, balls, yeah, I don't, I'm just gonna repeat myself with it. It's, it, it's not, um, a format that I find appealing. Uh, indoor hockey. We played against each other last week. We did, yes. We played against each other in Hockey Fives and early on, the team that you were playing for went bang, 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 piled a few on early on. And then I, then I arrived. Then you arrived. You yeah. weren't the only call. And, well, it's coincidental because I was laughing at myself and I was thinking, do I tell him? Do I say anything? <laughs> and eventually I couldn't help myself. But, um, we got another player as well. So it even, but you guys, uh, it, it, the way you played the ball around made it easy for us. It's, it, it's not actually a game that inspires, it actually inspires dull play, I find. It, it inspires people to just play it around, play it around, play it around, and sneak goals. It's not a constructive game when you can manipulate Shut the team up. around the field. That's, that's, that's the, that's the talk. And we were the same for you, probably. That's the talk of a, lo- a losing team. No, I don't I think, think we the lost though, a, No, but the beauty of a game. I think by the end of the game, we'd caught up things. Of a game, of a game like that is, <laughs> That you actually just want you want to score some good team goals. Just rolling one in from the halfway oh, line is, is, is absolutely of, fantastic. of no, va- no no value at all. What you yeah. want to do is get everybody out of your five on the ball in a forward motion. That you've pulled pulled the defensive uh, unit of the team you're playing apart. You've created the angles and you've gone bang 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 bang. Everyone's got to touch back and tap tap in on the back post. It's that's the, well, for me, that's where the pleasure comes yeah, from. It. Anyway, but, it's, and on that's a, what from makes a, glorified, a glorified training exercise. Yeah, but it's summer and it's, it's fun. fun. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And it's that's about, what it it's is. about getting moving. It's, it's about continuing your skills off season and enjoying the uh, post game refreshments. But mm. where, do, where does that leave us with international? Well, I'm hoping that I'm going to get a World Cup spot because I do all of those things really well. <laughs> well. I'm thinking they've got this ass about. If they really want to have Hockey Fives World Cup, they've got to take a, a feather, a leaf out of Alan Gormley's book. And that's by, by creating the grassroots need for there to be a Hockey Fives yeah, yeah, World Cup. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, oh, I'll, but it the was, way that it was massive, massive in Rio though. The, the Fives was massive in Rio. A lot of people there with those free tickets in a big hockey playing city. Where, I'm not so uh, sure it was that big in Nanjing. No. No, that hotbed of Chinese hockey. 
Mm. Anyway, you were talking about walking hockey. Alan Gorman. Yes, grassroots, build, building the base. And then... How long before you, I posed this question to you before we started recording on it and said that, you know, it won't be long before people start talking about creating leagues and the next thing you know, they'll have an association and then we'll, and you, some of these discussions have already started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had convers- conversations about, okay, well, if we're not going to do it this way, then perhaps we can set up our own association with this and, and, and drive, uh, the way that we want things to go, but also you're the main recipient of the grants and the funding and all of the things that you you can do with a positive project. That positive project, in point being walking hockey, and I mentioned last week it was a big week of walking hockey for me. This week, we've we've been to uh, an event that attracted 10,000 plus over 55s showcasing walking hockey. I had a big group of the the people that are involved regularly with our walking hockey program. Uh, come along, support and play in the 35 degree heat. Um, we also had a, a, a regular Monday session with a group of a dozen down that were playing a lot of ex-life members, well, life members and ex-presidents and things and um, from the club. And then we had another event on Friday at the club, had 30 plus people come down for a, a come and try day, a lot of local residents, there'll be people that will come back, they felt engaged. Uh, and the feedback from those newbies coming in was... Uh, this is wonderful. Um, everyone's been so welcoming, and I, I used to love my hockey and haven't played for so long. And um, that pl- that plus of all Brilliant. the positive stories of those that uh, hadn't, hadn't picked a stick up for forty or fifty years, um, people who were struggling to move suddenly within a month or six weeks of playing walking hockey. There's a marked improvement. They're trapping the ball. They're leading for the ball. It's it's just incredible to see, John. Does that? But what the point with it is, because it's such a worthwhile exercise and there's a community being built around it, people want to get involved and want to be part of that community, and that's your grassroots layer to then to then build upon. Getting back, last thing I talk about hockey fires. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so we're pinging around all I, over I, the place I, in this I, show. Yeah, I would like the FIH to just come out and be straight up and honest about this with the whole hockey community. If they came out and said, the, F, uh, the, the IOC has told us, or we're under this pressure, this has got to happen, we've got to reduce somehow or other, and they said, so what we're going to do is replace 11 aside with indoor at the Olympic Games, I reckon there would be not too much of a rumble. There'd be people unhappy about it, but I think generally and overall... They'd understand. Yeah, there's a format and, there. And there's a and format this, there. This is what, this is what all, and we'd get it. We, fi- we'd ultimately get it. But we could even play indoor, outdoor. But there is a format there. That's the alternative that, yeah. format. Now, uh, attention span, shortening of format. I would like to the, know from the FIH what the bloody hell difference there is between five aside and six aside. Yeah. What what is that one extra person? What is the hang up about so that? Do you think one there's extra something person? within those conversations with the IOC or whoever it may be that there Why is a, there's an ideal number, or, or is it that there's too much power invested within the indoor hockey community in itself that the FIH can't get hold at? So they've got to come up with a whole completely new different format nah, that they can just, control. It's not. It's just not the case because, as we know, the uh, indoor hockey community struggle um, around the world. There are some 
um, some of the anomalies to that, the likes, the likes of Namibia, who um, with, with, have decided that that's where their hockey money will go, is to indoor hockey because they feel there's a chance for them to succeed. As you know, and as they showed getting through to the World and Cup, these are exactly the sort of machinations yeah. I'm asking. But these are the about. these are the opportunities for those smaller countries. Iran in in the men's game, bronze medal at, um, in Germany at the last World Cup. These are the opportunities for maybe those nations that can't field an 18 team, an 18 strong squad to compete at the, at a higher level. Um, but it's not, so remember, why, well, remember why, back to when, when Carl, why do Carl we need to from, invent a new format that has one less player? It's why. Yeah. Why? 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 And who? It exists, it has an infrastructure. Who's, 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 who's brainwave is it and who is the driving force behind it? Fair well, questions. Think, Fair questions I, to ask. I think it might be somebody with a, a Twitter handle, myhockey uh, underscore, based in Brussels. Oh, did they know? <laughs> Check it out on Twitter. Oh, Very well, knowledgeable about the Fives game. Thank you, Doctor. My pleasure, Terry. <laughs> Oh, it wasn't that funny, was it? No, it wasn't. You changed the buttons on me, you <laughs> demon. Bloody technology. No. Okay, second dot point. Okay. Oh, FIH Hockey Pro League. Uh, the executive board... This is going to be a long episode. The executive board received a detailed report on season 2019. Might need two or three days, folks. And the ongoing preparation for the second season of the FIH Hockey Pro League will start on the 11th of January with the 2019 women's winners, the Netherlands playing China, away. Well, fixtures are out all around the uh, world. No, no, There's China, tickets available for China a lot of the games. China at home. The Netherlands will be playing China, apostrophe, away. I, I, anyway, I'll be playing China at home. I'm sorry, t- Terry. I, I just, China I, away? No, um, the, Terry, the listeners understand English is the that. second language. Yeah. I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> Okay, struggling with it. The second season of the annual global league involving hockey's best national teams in the world, men and women, welcomes another powerhouse of international hockey, India, in the men's league. Also, it includes a new match schedule which will reduce the travel of the teams by half, therefore decreasing costs for teams, benefiting athletes' welfare and reducing the impact on the environment. Well, this is it. The, the environment and athlete, athlete welfare are always at the very forefront of the <laughs> forefront, <laughs> mate. That's why there's a committee. An environment committee. No, that. Oh, is there? Oh, we got one of those now. I'll is put, I'll is put this that. podcast biodegradable? I'll, I'll put that up. It wasn't. Well, obviously it was, but that rat's mouth's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look. Yeah, good pro league two's coming around. Um, no, no inter, Intercontinental Cup, the FIH. Oh, that's Pro League 2. Intercontinental Cup, that's Pro League 2. Look, there's not much we can say about the Pro League that we haven't said before. Let's get to the next dot point you're Let's on. Let's go for it, yeah. FIH Olympic, uh, FIH Intercontinental Cup. We're actually skipping one, we'll get back to that dot point. In order to promote competition between teams from different continents every year, FIH will launch in 2021, an annual event for the highest-ranked teams not competing in the FIH Pro League. Um, It will be an eight-team tournament in a single venue for each gender. The competing teams will be invited based on the FIH World Rankings at the end of the previous year's Hockey Pro League. 
From 2022, the FIH Intercontinental Cup champion will be promoted to the following year's FIH Pro League and replace the bottom team who will be relegated. Matt, uh, sounds like an international league system to me based on um, nations being able to qualify from an Olympic Games to get the funding to compete in it. Uh, and a tournament system. <laughs> so, not a league, but a tournament. But, but a league. Oh, well, it's a cup. But it's look, a cup. It's, it's a league a, cup. At least there is, there, is an offer, is there is an offer of a pathway to get into Pro League. But how do you feel if you're one of those nations that signed up for the four-year deal to be a part of Pro League and suddenly you're getting relegated because you've... Uh, you 2022, finished. my friend. Yeah. Oh, is at that right? End. Is that falling right? So the first season will be 2022, so at the end of the four-year cycle for Pro League. Ah, right, OK. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, it doesn't matter what, what's written down anyway, does it? Well, I'm still hearing rumours as a team to drop out. I'm not... Whatever they are, but they're there. So we'll wait and see. We'll. I mean... We're extremely bullish on the fact Pakistan wouldn't be there. Mm. Um, I wouldn't be as bullish on on another team dropping out, but I'm certainly hearing whispers. Anyway, uh, look, we'll, 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 we'll find we'll find we'll find out probably in it's February. It's a next eight. It's a next eight team. So essentially, all you're talking about is the is the teams you're expecting to be at the World Cup anyway. So it's once again making it even more elite. It's not making it less elite. It's making it more elite. Well, How do you get into no, the Intercontinental well, no, Cup? Well, this is the thing. Do, do, do we then have... <laughs> is that the next step? Do we have another layer of competitions that then goes below that, which is you're qualifying to, to fill up two spots within the Inter- Intercontinental Cup? And we're, and we're back into... Uh, more international hockey. More international hockey, but it's all the same going around and around. And again, just a slight tweak on the kind of format that we had before as a qualifying system. How many times do you think the Socceroos will play in Australia in, in a given 12 months? Oh, five, six. Six? Yeah. How many times do you reckon the Kookaburras play in Australia? Um, in dependent on the year, but you'd think a dozen, 15 times how minimum. Often, how often would they play away in a given year? Um, At least that? Dependent on the year. Well, probably throws it all up into the air anyway, doesn't it? Now it's, 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 it's different. It but it, it, would, it, would, it would have been four, maybe probably three or four times with a couple of tours and a couple of tournaments. Mate, you, you could halve the international calendar, promote club hockey and inter, inter, inter club hockey, international or inter association and, um, there would be a far greater but Interplanetary. Reward. Yeah, we could do some of that too. Yeah. yeah. We'll get interplanetary at the moment. Um, but you could, you would do more for the game and, and raise more interest and raise more money and raise a whole lot more players. And, but as, as long as all you, all you say is all you can be is an international player, that, that's the all you can be. Well, what do, what do you play hockey? Cause I like it. And that's it. I think you you could delve, you could delve deeper into it, and and people could say because of the fitness and the social aspect and the sense of community and blah blah, blah all you know all the values and everything else that go along with it. But if you don't like it, you don't play it, do you? So it's important that hockey's available for everybody that loves playing hockey, whether you're crap or you're international quality. Tony Dwyer. Oh, don't be. That's unfair. No, no, not like. Oh, Jamie. the international quality. Sorry, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you can be the best in the world or the worst in the world. Yeah. I'll, and, and I'll be and the, that bottom end lottery, don't worry. And there's a, there's a, there's a place for everybody to, to play the game. Um, 
the aspirations we have for our sport and what it means to be successful, this is driven from leadership all over the world, is um, to, to have a bigger profile up against other sports. And to have those aspirations is, if you want to deliver it, it's very, very expensive. And uh, let's not forget that our sport is about us going out and enjoying playing our sport, going out and playing hockey. And you can do that on a local park, in a car park. You can do it on the, the most expensive AstroTurf in the world, the top of the bloody Himalayas, like Andy Halliday did with his, the, the, the crew walking up there. Um, our aspirations are very expensive. Okay, uh, next stop point. FIH Hockey Olympic Qualifiers, which is actually the previous stop point, but I skipped it. The executive board expressed its full satisfaction with the format of the recently completed FIH Hockey Olympic Qualifiers and outlined the great moments of hockey, the attendances and the audiences. Well, I suggest everybody have a listen to Adam Commons talking to Ernst Bart. Have a listen to that podcast yeah, that's stu- out now at the moment. StudioHockey.com. Have a listen to that and see what the hockey world thinks about uh, the Olympic qualifiers. Uh, anyway, look, two games in two days, not ideal. Doesn't work. And for the... the, the oh, excite, excitement factor, it worked. There, wow. the, the, no, there, was, there was genuine interest in those games and there were some topsy-turvy things happening. That It wasn't were, in the athletes' best welfare. No, though. I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't. Far from it. And it wasn't, honestly, in the viewers' best interests, nor the teams or hockey's best interest to play back-to-back games. On back-to-back days? No, just, and just, just ir- irrelevant. The only thing that we could see this be- being the reason being is uh, yeah, the, the overall cost-benefit of having it over a, a reduced period. Um, yeah, it certainly didn't seem uh, that great for the players, although they could get back to work on the Monday morning after a long flight home where they were heading back to some good journeys. Indeed. Shall we move on? Oh, look, the, the FIH Executive Board's notes in this release on the FIH Hockey Olympic qualifiers were two sentences. We've read and discussed the first sentence. Second sentence, it has also reiterated its full support to the FIH umpires and officials as publicly mentioned by FIH CEO Thierry Whale earlier. Did you see the footage? Now, there's a link to that. Did you see the footage? No, is it out? No. Oh, oh thank God. Um, as publicly mentioned, wow, it was, uh, isn't that the yeah. FIH standing behind <laughs> their umpires, <laughs> hey? <laughs> Woohoo! Go forging ahead well, with heard, that relationship, aren't they? I heard you say it, Terry. We were out in public. Um, lovely dinner, by the way. Oh, Wasn't the salmon beautiful? Oh, fantastic. Yeah. How can we all have died at the same time? The salmon moose. Darling, you didn't use canned salmon, did you? I'm most dreadfully embarrassed. And the cheesecake was pretty good for dessert. Just quietly, I'm I'm a bit of a fan of cheesecake. But let's get on to the last (laughs) dot point. Yep. Let's get to the last dot point. Is there more? There's one more dot point. FIH World Rankings dot point. As announced by the Executive Board on March, on January 1st, 2020, the FIH will launch a new match-based FIH world ranking system. The new system will, it will, Matt, dot, increase opportunities for all national associations to gain gain ranking points. I would assume that means play more games. Um, 
Dot, accurately reflect current performance. Dot, provide weekly rankings and live narrative to every official match with the impact of the result on the world rankings table being known immediately. Dot, remove subjectivity and create a system that is fair to all without the need for continental weightings. It's a good dot. I like that dot. Uh, dot, encourage dot, dot, dot. playing official international matches. There we go. More international hockey. Dot, encourage targeting the highest profile tournaments for best performance. But international hockey is so cheap, John. Why would you not no, want to do it more? How, how do you encourage that? You put more weight, in, you put more points involved with the tournaments. So some tournaments will be more worth more than others. I'd assume that's what that means. And the final dot, Provide the opportunity for all nations who play international matches to have a world rankings point. Ra- provide the opportunity for all nations who play international matches to have a world ranking. That's the final dot. Then there should be a space, but I missed it. Rankings points will be exchanged between the competing teams in every official international match recorded on the FIH tournament management system. The number of points exchanged will depend on the result of the match, win-lose, shootout, win-loss or draw. So there we go. All international draws will be now played to a shootout. Mm -hmm. The relative difference in ranking points between the teams before the match and the importance of the match, part of a major tournament or a one-off test series, for example, a more detailed explanation will be published toward the end of the year. Uh, given that this was published on November 11th, that's going to be interesting because they'll all be on Christmas holidays in a week. Don't worry, we'll get it. We'll get it a week, uh, the very final day, so there'll be no comment available. Yes, the next executive board meeting will take place on March 13 and 14. Guess where? Uh, let's say Delhi. No, was that? Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping Durban. Or. It'd be nice because they can go and speak Baltimore. to Sa- speak to Sascock when they're there. No news on that yet about the South Africans. No, no, no. Um, no well, I don't yet. think there's any positive news expected, quite frankly, is it? Coming from when when you hear Tyron talk about it, it's it's a done deal that they won't be there because they didn't meet the qualifying yeah, yeah. criteria that was set out for them by their own national association, the Olympic organisation. So that's where it sits, I think, as far as those sort of things go. This is Pumele Lambande, captain of the champion Blyde River Bunters, and you are listening to the Reverse Stick Global Hockey Podcast. You are listening to the Reverse Stick the Global Hockey Podcast, and sadly I don't think Fulamela will be at Olympic F- Games. Fumi, probably not. But uh, to be. congratulations to um, Elizabeth, a quite a good goalkeeper, She's a bloody star. Uh, Elizabeth Apoku from Ghana, uh, prominent hockey star there, uh, has just won the Ghanaian Outstanding Woman in Sports Award. Well done, Elizabeth. There's lots of stuff on Scottish hockey about awards and things. And lots of things just, happening just, there. Uh, um, lots of great, hockey going on. Great, great to see. Well, it's the middle of the season for a lot of people, and not yeah. too not too many snowed off games. But a bit wet in the UK, I noticed at the weekend, and a few fields and underwater. Um, a bit of a clean-up for some clubs as well in the you know East who, Midlands. What we've got to do? Uh, What's that? Get on to Mr. Gilmore. Mr. Gilmore? What, Dave Gilmore from no. Pink Floyd? Rod from the Hockey Park. 
Oh, right. Yes. We should get him on the show to talk a bit about English hockey because there's so much going on, I get confused. Well, he puts a lot out there through the hockey so paper. Much social media like stuff from the clubs, which is great. It's fantastic, but it's just a little bit overwhelming. I'm trimming down our, um, our Twitter um, following. You know, when I, when, when I first put the account up there, I just That's followed hard. every single little hockey account. Now I've got one of these little apps that say, oh, this, um, this account hasn't been active for, for two years. You're gone. There you go. Move on. And, uh, and that makes, that, that'll then make room for, to follow all the lovely people that are following us that we aren't currently following. But there's just too many of the ones that we are following. So. There's so much hockey out there and there's so many places to get it to. There's lots of stuff if you're an umpire and the coaching and there's podcasts and there's lots of resources yep. available. And you can find us on all of those social medias on Twitter, Facebook yeah, yeah. and on Instagram, John, all at the Reverse Instagram. Stick. You can even go to YouTube and just search The Reverse Stick and uh, go and subscribe to the channel there. We would greatly appreciate it and help us spread the word of the Global Hockey Podcast. You can also support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash The Reverse Stick. You know what uh, social media is my daughter uses? What's that? None of the ones I'm on. Really? <laughs> what's she on? Instagram and... Yeah, no, well, Instagram, yeah. We're on there, mate. Don't worry. Oh, we are. Oh, I did, did, did you see that natty little no. video that I put up? No, I did it on Facebook. You told me I week. shouldn't go on Instagram. <laughs> I <don't> remember. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're taking my advice. I appreciate yeah. that. But then you see the little... The, Snapchat. That's the li- big one, isn't it? Yes, it is, John. Um, the little video I put up with the the, um, the wave bar from the audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. That, was, that, was, that was pretty spunky, wasn't it? <gasps> yeah. Terrible. Some complaints from uh, Give Me Hockey from Jimmy in India about the moose call. Why? Jimmy. I don't know. And also Keely got in touch. She had it on too loud on the stereo at home. She was surrounded when she went down the stairs. <laughs> Thank you, Keely. Oh, uh, what else have we got? Or, or do I press the outro button? No, no. What else have we got? What else have you we got, got stuff written down uh, there. Oh, We're a long episode. Yeah, Sorry for um, Best luck to Sam Ward on the recovery. Uh, Ooh, nasty, horror. nasty, nasty. And also good to see that Claire, um, Alex Danson's sister Claire is out of hospital. A lot of that has been on socials. Uh, what else have I got? Uh, oh, Manpreet Singh, Red Bull. Uh, the Red Bull Forward Fives competition, a hockey fives competition in India. <laughs> Didn't see a lot of images of um, people actually playing hockey. Lots of images of Manpreet and lots of people with hockey sticks in the air. And holding oh, cups and trophies and all of that, but there's uh, a movement happening there at the who's, moment. Uh, who's just been made the um, sports minister in their province? Oh, Flicker Singh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Clint's cousin. Oh, yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, Clint's Indian cousin. Uh, so good luck to him too, sports minister. There's the hockey uh, players. Haryana. Har- yeah. Yeah, yeah. In charge of sport. Great. Yeah. Good news. Yeah, yeah. Sorma, the movie, we still haven't bloody watched it. No, better. We, yeah, we better had. Apparently some people we know in it. Um, thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Watch the other one. Episode one twenty. Oh, Did we the watch reverse the other one? No, we haven't. No. Did you have to say Ch- hello Ch- to Chuck the Day. boys. Uh, uh, yeah, shout out to uh, the former Rockingham Hockey Club boys that jumped on my beer tour last week and uh, took us two breweries to find out. John, uh, mate, did you uh, used to play for Freo Hockey Club? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I still still do. Ah, oh, yeah, you dumped us out in the final about four or five years ago. None of us have played hockey since. Uh, Mick, hope you had a, uh, a good wedding today, champ. And uh, don't forget, I dominated you. You're a, you're a dream killer, you are. Dream killer.
Well, I think that went, went really well, Terry. Um, we put it out there. I, I feel like a big weight off my shoulders, to be honest. It's They're still a, not going to believe it's it. Really. Well, no, and apparently the FIH, FIH aren't listening. Not at um, all. And but we're the FIH. Oh, shit. I'm a bit confused by this whole situation. Is it, is it me or is it, or is it, is it hockey? I don't know. I'm going to ring Sep and find out what to do.